And Father God, I thank you so much for your presence this morning. God, you are worth it. You're worth everything that we can give. You've given us so much and you continue to give to us. I pray this morning that we would be encouraged to continue to continue together by faith. Regardless of how it feels sometimes, regardless of the circumstances or what we see with our eyes that as we have considered this morning that you are bigger than that, you are greater than that, you are more powerful than all of these difficulties. And so we trust you. We choose to trust you this morning. We choose to continue. We choose to place our lives in your hand because you are a good father. And because you have gone before us, Jesus, and you are bringing us home. And so Holy Spirit, empower us this morning to continue. Strengthen us by your grace for us to continue. That we would not stop and that one day we would finish. We hope for that. We wait for that. And we move forward towards that, Jesus. May your word go forth this morning. May it give grace to this body. That we might be strengthened and continue. In Jesus' name. Amen. Alright, so I want to start by just mentioning the context of Hebrews. Instead of necessarily reviewing where we've been, I just want to talk about the context and this word continuing. The big general context of the book of Hebrews, uh, even the context of chapter 13, and then the immediate context of where we're going to be today in verse 17, I would say that continuing Continuing, continuing is a part of that context. That in general we've been continuing through faith. Continuing through this process of life in order that we might finish. Right? We begin by faith. We're going to finish by faith. And the entire book of Hebrews has been about this process of life as we continue through faith. We're continuing. And as we got to chapter 13, we saw how we're to be continuing with this life of service, this life of worship, and what that actually looks like in verse 1 through 5 of chapter 13. And then last time I preached, we talked about continuing because we're strengthened by grace. And we continue to offer sacrifices, being ourselves, being our lives. We're continuing to do that all the way until the finish. But in that context, 
I don't want us to overlook no que no or dismiss the reality that continuing is not what I do. No es lo que yo hago. Continuing is not what you do. No es lo que but continuing Pero is what we do. Es lo que I don't continue on my own. You don't continue on your own. We continue together as a family pushing through life, through faith, to the finish. Not by ourselves, but together as a family. Continuing is a community effort. It depends on each other. And I want us, as we continue together, not by ourselves, to receive and understand and accept what we read here, that these church families then, and therefore our church family now, as a part of this continuing family, has leaders. There are leaders in this family. We talked about it in verse 7. And we saw that this needed role of leaders is there because we need to observe leaders' lives. We need to be able to, be, to imitate their faith and to see those leaders not somewhere else, not living outside of us or away from us, but the leaders who live amongst us as a part of us, that we can actually be connected with them, see their lives, and imitate their faith. They had leaders then. We have leaders now. That might be resisted in our culture, but it is clear and it is accepted here in God's Word. But as we continue together by faith, do the leaders, leaders, remember, leaders, multiple, do those leaders amongst us have any additional responsibility to the church, to the church family, right? More than just to demonstrate, more than just to be observed and to be imitatable. And then second, does the church family have any responsibility to these leaders? All right. Are there additional responsibilities for these leaders? And does the church body have responsibility to these leaders? The answer is yes. And yes. All right. And that's what I want us to look at this morning as we focus on verse 17. And I want us to see that this relationship of the leaders amongst us, okay, that are part of and walking with us, that there is a mutual responsibility, a mutual relationship as we continue together through faith. So listen to verse 17. It says, Have confidence in your leaders and submit to their authority because they keep watch over you as those who must give an account. Do this so that their work will be a joy, not a burden, for, what, for that would be of no benefit to you. Obedezcan a sus dirigentes 
y sumérjanse a ellos, pues cuidan de ustedes como quienes tienen que rendir cuentas. Obedezcanlos a fin de que ellos cumplan su tarea con alegría y sin quejarse, pues el quejarse, pues el quejarse no trae ningún provecho. So I want to talk first about leaders, responsibilities to all of us, and then all of our responsibilities to leaders, both directions. And you hear me say all of us, okay? Leaders, responsibilities to all of us. I'm included in that. Even if you are a leader, you are a part of the all of us. Leaders need leaders. Leaders have other leaders. People that are walking with them and that are responsible for them, as we will see. And then those that then they have a responsibility too. No one is exempt from this. No one gets out of this, right? We participate in this relationship together. All right. So first, these leaders' responsibilities to all of us. And I would say this role, as you've heard me say, is directly connected to responsibility. And I want to say this, and I want you to listen to this and to hear this, because it's not what we typically think in our culture and in our context. But leadership is a role of greater responsibility. It is not a role of greater position. Leadership is a role of greater responsibility, but it's not a role of this higher or greater position. But I want to show you this responsibility. If you look in verse 17, it says leaders, leaders are those who must give an account. When you're going to give an account, it's because you have this responsibility. So because of this responsibility, now as we go before God, we're going to have an account to give. We're actually going to have to open our mouths and speak to God and share about this responsibility that we have. Now leaders will give an account, an answer, directly to God. Not just for how, or not just for if, they continued personally through faith. But they'll have to give an account, they'll have to give an answer to God about if and how we all continue through faith. It's this great responsibility. Right? All of us have a responsibility. We're going to go before God and He's going to say, did you continue through faith and how did you continue through faith? And you, and you, and you, and all of us are going to have to give that account. But then specifically as these leaders that have this greater responsibility, they'll give an account for themselves and then they'll give an account for all of us. All of us. Because their responsibility includes all of us. Okay? That's this role of greater responsibility. So therefore, the goal, the reason the leaders exist, the reason that God has put this in His family is to 
keep us continuing through faith. That's it. The reason that we have leaders are to help us continue through faith. That we would not stop, that we would not go off, that we would continue towards glory, that we would continue towards this inheritance that we've been talking about and learning about in Hebrews. And their work. Leaders work. Look at the second part of verse 17. It says, do this so that their work. The work of leaders is to serve all of us as we continue and so that we continue. Okay? These leaders with this greater responsibility, their job, their work is to serve us as we continue and in order to help us to continue. That's the role. And they don't continue from afar. They continue as they walk with us and amongst us and a part of us serving us so that we can continue. But how specifically in, in this passage does it communicate that leaders serve us? One way you see here and you look through this and you consider the passage is that they serve us by keeping watch over us. They're walking with us. They have this responsibility for us. And as they serve us, part of that is to keep watch over us. Now this literally means to stay awake. To, to, to not sleep. Okay? That the leaders amongst us should have this uh, perspective of alertness that they should be waking and watching. And they're watching to keep us from drifting. And they're watching and they're staying awake to keep us from refusing to go forward. They're keeping watch. They're staying awake. They're not sleeping in a sense that it says. As we continue through faith. Now, if you have a responsibility, you wake up. Alright? If you have responsibility, you don't sleep through the responsibility or else you lose that responsibility. My son comes home a few weeks ago and he says that he has a job. I said, what? Yeah, I got a job at the barber down at Dino's on Owen's mouth. And I'm going to go on Saturdays and I'm going to sweep hair during their busiest times. And they're going to pay you? Yeah, they're going to pay me, Pa. They're going to give me a little tip, you know, for sweeping hair all that time. My son, when he has school, you wake him up, he goes back to sleep. Right? You wake him up again, he sits up, and then he goes back to sleep. Then you, you drag him out of the bed, and he sleeps on the floor. 
Then you take him from the floor to the sofa, and he sleeps on the sofa. He sleeps. He like does this sleep walking the entire morning until he finally walks out the door. So wherever he's going, he's going to stop there and take a nap. He's going to sleep. Because from his perspective, he has no responsibility. I just got to show up at school and do my best to try not to get in trouble. So I had forgotten about his job. On the first Saturday, he's over at the Browns with Travis and Kalis and they stay up till one something in the morning because the Browns are not giving a lot of oversight, right? <laughs> they're, not, they're not staying awake and watching over them. But they're hanging out. Boys stay up. They stayed up. He's up till like 1.30 in the morning. Trent's up the next morning and it's 7 something and Ordan pops up and Ordan comes to Trent. He's like, tell Travis and Kalis I said I'll see them later. I got to go to work. My son, my 14 year old son did this. He woke up. He stayed awake and then he woke up. Why did he wake up? Because he had responsibility. And because he was going to be accountable. There were four barbers sitting or standing at their chairs that if he doesn't show up, it's going to impact their day. It's going to impact their business. And it's going to impact his pocket. So amazingly, he woke up. Now, if as leaders, the leaders understand their responsibilities and what the reality is, is that we are to be accountable for and encouraging everyone to continue, then the leaders amongst us would wake up and would stay awake. Right? Uh, we would be alert. This is for real. This is a heavy responsibility. We need to be watching over, caring for, serving as we continue together. So how do we do that? At Livingstones, at Piedras Vivas. How do we keep watch over us? And I would say it is through us being connected and gathering together. That's how we watch over. And I would tell you that this is not the biblical way. We didn't pull this right out of Scripture. Here's the verse, and this is how you have to do it. But we take God's Word and these principles that are there, and we say, how can we care for, and how can we walk with, and how can we watch over those, us, who are our responsibility? That's why we have household communities. It's why we have our sibling groups, the household communities where we gather as a family on a regular basis. And these sibling groups where you gather with two, one or two other people and you share intimately about your lives and how you are continuing. And if you are not connected, if you are not meeting in these ways consistently with others in the church, 
I would tell you, you're not being watched over. You're not. There's no way around that in our culture, in our context, for us not to be connected, for us not to gather together, and then for you to feel like and assume and believe that you're being served and watched over. And you might think, but, but, I, but I come on Sundays. And, and I come regularly on Sundays. But I would tell you, in reality, Sunday mornings, this service, when we gather in this way, it is not practical, practical and it is not possible for the leaders amongst us to watch over you because you sit in a chair on a Sunday morning. It's just not. There's no way to know how you're doing in this process of life by you sitting with us for an hour and listening and singing. We, it's not possible. It's not practical. That's not the purpose of why we're gathering this morning. But that is the purpose of why we gather in our household communities and why we gather in our sibling groups. That's the point. That's the purpose. For us to continue. And when all of us, all of us are watched over by leaders, the resulting benefit is continuing through faith. The benefit is that we continue. And the benefit, ultimately then, is that we finish through faith. It's a benefit. But you and I can resist this benefit. We can make it so it is of no benefit to us. Because as leaders have responsibilities for all of us, we have, all of us, responsibilities to our leaders. Look at the beginning of verse 17. Have confidence in your leaders and submit to their authority. So let me say this in, I think, a more accurate way, in a way that you can hear it in our context, in our culture. Trust your leaders and yield to their direction. Trust your leaders and yield to their direction. When we trust others, and we start with this trust, then we move to this yielding. All right, I'll take that direction. I'm going to receive what you are sharing with me. But there has to be trust in order to yield. And if you're yielding without trusting, then there's an issue as well. It's to trust and yield. 
And as we have had the two older boys of our foster kids for multiple weekends, it resets the entire dynamic in our house. It's like every weekend or other weekend when they come, everything starts over. Because we're not together with them consistently every day, building this trust, building this routine of what we do and how we interact. And so one of the things that I've tried to do with the younger of the brothers is say, have I ever not done what I say I'm going to do? Do I, do I always do what I say? And he says, yes. I say, then you can trust me. You can trust what I'm saying. And if you trust me, there's going to be benefit for you. Right? If you trust my words, right? And then you, because you trust me, and we've done this weekend after weekend after weekend as you've spent time with me, you believe me, you trust what I'm saying, you've watched my, my manner of life, you've seen how I live, you see that my word is trustworthy to you, and so therefore, not completely yet, but more and more and more then he yields to my direction. And for us, it is not blindly agreeing or thoughtlessly complying in all situations. That's not what's being said here. These are, in the, in the, in the original words, are, it's very soft words, right? Just, it's just trust and, and, and yield to these leaders that live amongst us, that are walking with us. But we should have this predisposition this, uh, towards trusting our leaders. And we should have a readiness, all of us, to yield to their direction. Uh, that's our responsibility in return to our leaders. And I would tell you, it's not increasing the burden for you to seek clarification. For there to be a dialogue, for you to ask questions and want to understand and have conversations and pray through things. Right? That's not what's being said. You can't have that. It should be this conversation. We're the leaders, and all of us are walking together. Right? We're continuing together. There's a conversation, there's a dialogue that occurs, but at some point, when there's not a biblical, when there's not a gospel concern that you have, that I have, then all of us should trust and yield. Because it's for our benefit. And if you resist, if you choose not to, if you do not trust, do not yield, 
It actually causes the opposite of joy for the leader. It causes grief. But if we trust and if we yield, it results in joy. I want joyful leaders. You don't want leaders full of grief. It's of no benefit to you. You want leaders who are joyful. I want leaders who are joyful. And so, my role, my responsibility is to trust and yield to those leaders. Your responsibility is to trust and to yield to those leaders. All of us. That's part of all of our responsibilities. And it will result in these joyful leaders and it will be a benefit to us. We have to believe God's word and what it says. You're like, I don't want to resist. I don't want to do what they're telling me to do. I just want to resist and I don't really have a good reason to resist, but I don't like anyone telling me what to do, even though they had a conversation and they were encouraging me, but I know they just were wanting to tell me exactly how to live my life and what to do and where to go and who to be in a relationship with and what I can and what I can't do. And I'm going to do what I want to do because that's who I am and I I am my own leader. That's not going to benefit any of us. But if we trust and if we yield, there's joy and there'll be benefit. On Thursday night, this past week, I experienced one of the most glorious moments of my life at Lanark for the last nine years. I'm just being honest. Okay? But this group of kids, boys and girls, 13 to 15, that I'm coaching basketball. Right? It's this, this all-star division from Lanark. And we're playing all these other parks in the valley. And just context. In the nine years that I've been here, I do not know of a Lanark basketball team beating any other park at any other time. It doesn't happen. Alright? But we're playing in our pool. We lost the first game. Double overtime, sudden death. We lose by one point. Now the next game, we win. But that's not my moment of glory. The second game we win. But we just killed them. Alright? By 30 points. And the other teams had just destroyed that team as well. It's like, well, they're like, you know, this is not a great team. It's great that we won. I was excited to finally win. But the next game was going to be against the best team in our in our division, in our bracket. And to go to the championship game, we had to win that game. If we lose that game, we go home. We're done. We're Lanark. And we take the L, right? We're losers. 
But if we win, then we go to the championship game. Pero si ganamos, si ganamos este partido, entonces íbamos a ir al campeonato. We won. Ganamos. <laughs> and I wasn't so excited that we won. And I'm, I'm coming home and that night with Nidia and I can't calm down. I, I go to Emmanuel's apartment and I'm telling Emmanuel, I go to the Browns apartment and I'm telling, I'm telling anyone that I can tell about what occurred. And, and I'm, we're leaving the house with Nidia that night and I realize I'm telling, I don't know why, why is this so exciting to me? It's like a, it's like a drug. It's like, it's, I, this is incredible. The feeling that I have. And I'm sort of feeling like I shouldn't feel this excited about these kids. But I'm studying this and I realize that these kids and I, we began six practices ago. All right? Of these kids that have never been together, that were on different teams, but yet they come together and we started practicing a few weeks ago. And since then, we've had six practices together, continuing together, continuing together, continuing together. We have lost a heartbreaker. We have won an easy game. And here we are in the process. And I am their coach, right? I'm their leader amongst them. And we are not supposed to win this game. And by halftime, we're down by one point. One point. And I could see it on their faces. Like, coach, can you believe we're only down by one point? I'm like, we're only down by one point. And they're looking at me like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? What direction are you going to give us? And all I told them the entire second half was continue to do what you're doing. Do it. You trust me, right? We've been through all of this together. Now trust me, listen to my words. And these 13 to 15 year old boys and girls, they don't like to yield, right? They think they know best. All the time. And they're looking at me like, okay, I'm ready now. We've been through all this. We've been continuing. I'll listen to you. What do you what are you telling me to do? And I say, keep doing it. Do not stop. Continue. And we get to the last two minutes of the game, and it's one point we are ahead. And I call timeout and I bring them together and I say, the other team is about to make a push. They're about to make a run. It is all about this moment. Do not stop. Do not stop. Do not stop. Continue. 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 Do what you've been doing. And they trusted me. And they yielded. And there was benefit for all of us. And not because we won, but because they finished, they completed, they kept going. We went through ups, we went through downs, but they would not stop. And a part of that was that they trusted me and they yielded to my direction. And I think that's why I felt so encouraged Thursday night and Friday and Saturday and today. It's like, that brought me joy to walk through that, to go through that with them. 
and to continue and to finish. I was full of joy. And I'm like, okay, God, this is appropriate. And as we all, all of us, if we trust and we yield to our leaders as we continue through this process, we will finish. And it will create joy amongst the leaders and it will be a benefit to you. This benefit that is coming, this inheritance, that's what we're going towards. That's where we're going to finish. That's what's most important. And that's why we are here together, all of us, to continue and those leaders amongst us to the responsibility to all of us is to serve us and to watch over us and that we would listen and we would yield so that we all continue. So we finish. So we have this inheritance. So no one goes off. So that no one resists and stops. I hope that makes sense. And so I ask us, all of us, myself included, are we willing to trust and yield? Are we willing to allow others to watch over us? Are we willing to be connected and, and gather in household communities and sibling groups? That their joy or their work might be a joy and it would be for our benefit. So that we all continue. If you don't trust and yield, if I don't trust and yield, we are not helping the leaders help us to continue through faith. It's just plain and simple. And so what I want to do is I've got four statements on the slides. That what I see from verse 7 as we were back in Hebrews and today verse 17. And I want to believe and trust and yield to God's word. And these are words regarding those leaders that are walking with us in the church and in Living Stones Piedras Vivas specifically. That's our context. It says we benefit from leaders whose way of life we can observe and faith we can imitate. We, all of us, benefit from leaders who share the responsibility for our continuing faith. We, all of us, benefit from leaders who work to serve us and watch over us. And we all benefit by trusting and yielding to our leaders. Right here from God's Word. And so what I want us, all of us, 
to do. Those words are on the screen. I want you to read and state those words. Speak those words out loud if you are willing to trust and yield. If you are willing, if you desire that benefit, if you desire to continue, for all of us to continue through faith together. And you might think, oh, I don't want to do that. That's okay. I'm asking you, would you trust God's Word? Would you yield to God's Word? Would you trust the leaders in this church and agree with these statements? So I'm going to read them aloud. You can read them with me in English or in Spanish. We're going to read through one through four. Number one, we benefit from leaders whose way of life we can observe and faith we can imitate. Number two, we benefit from leaders who share the responsibility for our continuing faith. Number three, we benefit from leaders whose work to serve us and watch over us. And number four, we benefit by trusting and yielding to our leaders. So now I want to ask Sergio to come up. So you guys know, a couple of weeks ago we brought before you um, this desire um, from the elders um, to recognize Sergio as an elder, as officially as recognized as someone who has this responsibility, right? Uh, to bear this responsibility with us for all of us. And if you had concerns, if you had questions, if you wanted to dialogue, right? That there was an open discussion about that, right? To consider together. But the more and the more that we have prayed about this, the more and more that we have considered this, the more and more affirmed that we feel that this is God's direction, that this is what God desires, that this is what God has prepared for us. Sergio Perez to walk with us, to be an example for us, that we could watch the outcome of his life and that we could imitate his faith and that he would walk not over us, not lording over us, but walking with us serving us watching over us and that we all of us would trust him and would yield to him that he would be joyful that his work would be joyful and that it would be a benefit for all of us. Do you feel the weight? <laughs> As we just walk through that, and now here is a visible demonstration for us to consider. And so that's what we want to do this morning. We're going to finish by praying for Sergio. And praying that he would be faithful in his responsibilities, right, to all of us, and that all of us would be, resp would be faithful in our responsibilities to him. 
So I'm going to ask Emmanuel if you'll come up first. Emmanuel's going to pray. And then anyone that wants to pray, okay? Anyone that wants to pray for Sergio can pray for Sergio. Raise your hand. We'll bring the mic to you. You can pray in English. You can pray in Spanish. We'll interpret either direction. But let's pray for Sergio. Let's pray for ourselves. And then when we're done, I'll finish. Y yo voy a terminar.